Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. Now, we are doing something different today. Bursa Malaysia's leadership team is in town this week and we want to find out more about their plans for the Malaysia Stock Exchange. On our list of questions today, Bursa Malaysia's push towards environmental, social and governance or ESG goals, especially after the boss launched two new ESG-themed indices earlier this month. Well, I'll stop here for now. Let me welcome our two guests today, Muhammad Uma Swift, CEO Bursa Malaysia Bahad, as well as Julian Mahmoud Hashim, Chief Regulatory Officer, Bursa Malaysia Bahad, now with us in the studio. Hi. Good Hello. afternoon. Hi, Good afternoon and great to have you both in studio as well. Maybe let's start with Uma for the first few questions. Appreciate if you could share with us a little bit more about Bursa Malaysia, why you believe that the shares on Bursa are seen as having, well, in your words, good value in the current economic climate. Thanks, and, and welcome everyone to the show, so mm. to speak. Um, Really, when you look at it, it's, it's a question of, particularly if you're using Singapore dollars to invest, mm. the ring gets oversold. Mm. So if you take a medium-term view, mm. you have good counters, particularly in traditional sectors such as commodities, um, construction, and so on. And now is the time to invest because we, had, we enjoyed 8.9% GDP growth last quarter, uh, forecast for the year 53 to 6.3%. That's mm. on track. Um, and as long as you are taking a medium-term view, you probably have an FX pickup as mm. well as the growth of the underlying indice. Mm. So what is your assessment of the stock market in Malaysia for now for the rest of this year? Um, I look at the stock market as having sort of two levels, right? We, we're clearly trading around the 1500 mark, Um if I could foresee the future, Tian Tian, and tell mm. all our listeners where we'll be at the end of the year, I wouldn't be here. I'd be trading. Uh, I run the market. Mm. Uh, more importantly, though, but what we've seen is new listings are well supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know there's a lot of liquidity in the market waiting for a call to action. Mm. Uh, that call to action would be uh, – it's impacted by exogenous factors such as the war in Ukraine. Mm. Uh Inflation. More importantly, what we've been seeing is the impact of um, the hawkish stance of the Fed, mm. uh, particularly on our currency as well as the market, as we see liquidity flowing out of emerging markets generally mm. uh, back to the US. But that being said, foreign investors, foreign institutional investors are up some 8 billion ringgit over mm. this last uh, year to date. Well, talking about an upside in the ringgit, if investors in Singapore want to invest in Bursa Malaysia, which are the sectors that they should be looking at or which are the sectors that you believe may be undervalued at this point? Uh, sectorally, if you look at the, the forward earnings, we're running at about uh, a, a PE of 12. That makes us very attractive mm. at the moment uh, against our peers. Uh, that being said... Uh, I would leave it to investors mm-hmm. to look for their gem, so to speak. I can't suggest which companies they should be investing in. Mm. Talk about IPO pipeline. You mentioned about that earlier. I want to find out a little bit more. What is the IPO pipeline for this year? Which sectors do they come from? And you also mentioned that IPO listings this year, they are well supported. Do you have a bit more to share on that front? Yeah, What we've seen is oversubscription for IPOs is mm-hmm. um, generally double digit. Mm-hmm. Some have been higher. Uh, what that shows is liquidity, mm-hmm. pent-up desire for assets. Um, so it's always quality of assets. That being said, to date, if we look at what we've had, 20% of listings have been in the tech space. Uh, health, 
has mm. also been a theme. So what we've seen is the themes mm. of investing has uh, transitioned during the start of the year. It was very much commodities, has moved back to tech and healthcare. And so there's always an ebb and a flow, Tian Tian. Mm. And uh, Uma, Bursa had listed a number of tech companies of late, right? Uh, how is Bursa positioning itself as one of the leaders in the regional IPO race? What is your boss operator doing to attract unicorns to list on the exchange? Well, I think it's it's not, I mean, for all of us exchanges, we want our unicorns, to be quite frank. But mm. it's not just the exchange. It's an ecosystem piece. And what attracts a, 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 a company to a market will be, of course, access to capital is number one. Mm. But it's also you, its capacity, talent, uh, a springboard to a bigger market. And, of course, as a proprietor or a, a promoter of a, an asset that's being listed, front of mind is valuation. Hmm. Okay. And earlier, I think Singaporean investors, they'll be pretty interested in this, Uma. Earlier in February, you mentioned in an interview to our colleagues from The Streets Times that a stock market trading link between Singapore and Malaysia bosses is on the table, but no longer a major priority in its existing form. So may we find out that it is still the case right now? And if so, what are the reasons for that? Um, there always needs to be a financial need. Mm-hmm. Um, so our conversation is not just limited to... Uh, Bunchai at SGX, but within the region and an ASEAN mm. collaborative approach is very much that Interbroke works. Mm. Uh, many years ago, when we first moved to the idea, Interbroke wasn't as uh, solid as it is now. It, it mm. has become very easy to invest in each other's markets using the Interbroke arrangement. Therefore, if we were to build a better mousetrap for of a better thing, which is, say, a, a hard connection, mm. uh, it would need to have a benefit, mm. a very much. Uh, where do we remove the friction from the process? Mm. And in that case, are there any other plans to partner with the SGX at this point in time? And what are the reasons for that? Um, I'm very keen to look at collaboration, not just with SGX, but within the whole region, mm. uh, very much uh, looking for efficiencies that we can drive. Mm. Uh, if We, we recognise, all of us, that ASEAN is not a, a, a single market, very much like the mm-hmm. Uh, European Union, but if we can have commonality perhaps on clearing, mm. it will make it easier for institutional, foreign institutional investors mm. and ins- local institutional investors to invest in each other's markets by reducing the cost and the ease of doing business, if you like. Mm. Would you happen to have an example or a, a target market that you're looking at right now? Uh, we're very interested, of course, uh, Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indonesia. Mm. I mean, we've seen great gains in Vietnam. And the tool we will use is uh, a depository receipt. Mm. Okay. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Muhammad Uma Swift, CEO Bursa Malaysia Bahad, as well as Julian Mahmoud Hashim, Chief Regulatory Officer Bursa Malaysia Bahad. And I want to bring Julian into this conversation as well. Julian, Bursa Malaysia will launch a voluntary carbon market by the end of this year. So what is the current status right now? To what extent can a carbon market address the domestic need for carbon offsets? Uh-huh. That's probably mine, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, go thanks, ahead. Yeah, yeah, great mm. question. Um, look, really, the, the carbon market is nascent. It, it is very much what we're seeing in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malaysia is slightly different because, theoretically, we can have our own create our own credits, if you like, farm. And so the, the intention is there will be an auction at the end of the year. Uh, we're focusing on supply. We're looking at demand. Uh, just to create a transparent carbon price for the market. 
Hmm. And uh, this, I believe, is a question for Jillian as well. Bursa Malaysia actively pushing for firms to adopt better ESG. So how else is the stock exchange doing so apart from creating a voluntary carbon market? Thanks, Andrew. I mean, we actively encourage mm. our PLCs to embrace good ESG practices mm. as well as disclosures in multitude of ways. Uh, for instance, we have a sustainability reporting framework where mm. all of our main and ACE market PLCs, more than 900 of them, are required to produce a sustainability statement within their annual reports each year. Now, in that statement, they have mm. to disclose, among other things, you know, the, the governance structure that they've put in place and how they manage their sustainability matters that these PLCs, each of them, deem to be material, uh, mm. be it climate change, anti-corruption, employee health and safety, and so forth. Well, today, I'm extremely happy to share that we'll be upping our game on our sustainability mm. disclosure requirements with new rules being issued very, very soon. Our main proposals include mandating a disclosure of a set of common sustainability teams and indicators. Mm. Also, uh, we plan to, and this is close to, to the heart of many, uh, climate change-related disclosures mm. and on a rolling basis, three years' worth of data for reported indicators. But we don't leave them alone. We want to mm. capacity bill. And mm. to do so, we, we're adopting a multi-pronged approach. Right? So there are several initiatives. We, we conduct various advocacy programs across key ESG teams. We provide guidance, including reporting guides and toolkits. Uh, we share the latest developments on all things, CG, sustainability, responsible investments via Bursa Sustain, our online repository of knowledge. Uh, and, and we assess our PRC's disclosures via our suspect disclosure review exercise. Uh, last but not least, Tantana, mm. I'd like to add that we've recently launched, back mm. in March, our flagship PLC transformation program. There are five books in total. Mm. And, and the aim is to catalyze the evolution of our PLCs to, better, to become better performing, more purposeful and ethical business entities. Mm. And I understand you might have something on the diversity and gender. Would you be able to share with us a little bit more? Uh, yes. I mean, we are focusing on, on diversity and gender and respectfully for some of your, your mm. Singapore listeners as well. Uh, we have uh, put in place um, you know, at least the requirement to appoint at least one women director mm-hmm. on their boards by June 2023. And, and come June next year, uh, all male boards will be a thing of a past. Ooh, I see. So, Julian, Bursa Malaysia also recently launched its, I'm going back to ESG here, ESG indices with FTSE Russell. So, tell us more about the driving forces behind the move and the impact it would generate. Or oh, is this a question for you, it, <laughs> Uma? Yeah, well, <laughs> We tag team, it's all right. right. Really, it's about leading the way. Mm. What we've been engaging investors, investors were expressing an interest Mm. and therefore it's just a way of putting it front of mind, Mm. beginning to group companies with good behaviour and to reward companies with good behaviour. Because in the end of the day, it is about being inclusive, bringing people along. Uh, And in the same regard, what we will be doing as we go forward is at the moment uh, the FTSE for good index itself actually focuses on the EMAS index. But what we will now be doing is taking the FTSE for good screening process and applying it to every listed company, Mm, which will then give, Mm -hmm. being an index, you have to have a certain trading value Mm -hmm. or volume to be included in the index. But there are probably two elements of it. One is the index piece. The other is the behavior piece. Mm. And 
also the disclosure piece. And so what we want to then do is reward companies who may not have the trading value that would include them in the index, but are doing all the needful and the right things. So we actually acknowledge that with Mm. a view to then perhaps doing what needs to be done to get maybe they need more to get more liquidity, they need to be spotlighted, they need to be also featured so that investors know about the good work they're doing. Mm, I see. Now, finally, this question for both Uma and Julian is, is there anything that investors here in Singapore should know about Bursa Malaysia that we didn't touch earlier? Let me start with that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Julian. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we are we are you know rolling out progressive mm. uh, ESG requirements as well. Um, so you know what we're introducing is a soft nine, hard twelve approach mm. on the tenure of independent directors. Uh, mm. So we're limiting that to a maximum of twelve years in a PLC and its group. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. and 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 we empower uh, you know our the, the investors and all that. We we the PLCs must put in place fit and proper policy that addresses the board quality, the integrity of the appointment, and the really action directors. Uh, that policy must be published on the website starting first of July, twenty twenty two. And and just also to touch on that that framework I talked about earlier, we 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 are mandating climate related disclosures that align to the TCFD recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 on the social side, I think we are also proposing to mandate a disclosure of diversity related disclosures on mm. on spending on local suppliers, health and safety. Last but not least, maybe to add, we are uh, uh, launching our leap market transfer framework that's mm. coming into place pretty soon as well. So that we're working on that. Okay, lots to look forward to. Uh, anything from you, Uma, before we let well, the both of you go? <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about specific companies, or I mm. don't. But I would encourage listeners and everyone to do have a look at the website. We, oh. we actually feature companies. We share thematic pieces. Uh, we share charts. Uh, it's, it's free to all. And we'll give you a little bit more feel of the depth of the Malaysian equity market and what may resonate and what may be exciting. Mm, so exciting days ahead for the Malaysian equity markets. Thank you very much, Uma and Julian. I've been speaking to Mohamed Uma Swift, CEO Bursa Malaysia Bahad, and Julian Mahmud Hashim, Chief Regulatory Officer at Bursa Malaysia Bahad. Thank you both for joining us here. Thank you. Thank you. Having us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.